Welcome to the Fencing Podcast. Uh, here we are for episode 65, our Olympic preview. Uh, I'm Sean. And I'm Gavin. And I'm Kate. And here we are again, just, well, what, how long? Just over a week, really, until the Olympics actually get going. Just over a week, yeah. Yeah, it's close. It's close. We're almost it, there. It's We're nine days there. to go, I think. That, that's very precise. There you Thank go. you for that, Kate. Um, so before we get to our, our preview of all the all the Tokyo action, um, Gav, say thank you in the most grateful terms possible to both our sponsors, Lee and Paul, and our equally lovely Patreon supporters. Well, Lee, Lee and Paul are great. Great, for, you know, they're a business that they've been running now for, what was that again, 110 years or something like that, according to, mm-hmm. yeah. to Barry. Um, you know, we need to be buying more British products, apparently. So they are a local company um, and they're great guys. So a big shout out to Lee and Paul. Yeah, you guys rock. Also, yeah, definitely. I've uh, sorry, my, my son started fencing again, so I've been doing my bit to keep William Paul afloat. So I'm encouraged that they've got a, a, a long, a long future ahead of them, even after 110 years. <laughs> also, I'm certainly doing my best. And also, don't forget our patrons. Uh, you guys are, you guys rock too. You guys keep the ship, the good ship podcast going. I mean, I know we've been quiet recently, but there's not been very much happening. But yeah, you guys are great. Thanks very much. Absolutely. So um, talking of the Good Ship uh, Fencing Podcast, taking us to exciting venues, Gav, you are, um, you're going to Tokyo. I am going to Tokyo, yeah. I was still wondering whether it was going ahead last week because of the way the news was, but uh, I spoke to the guys who were running it last week. We all had a call, we all sat down and uh, they said, don't believe the news, it's going ahead. And it's a bit late now. I'm I'm now two COVID tests in before I fly, so I'm really hoping that I do get to go because it's cost me a lot of money. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's to on. Be fair, some of that you will you will recoup. It's factored into my pay, so yes, I will re- I will recoup it. Good, I'm glad to hear. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, I, I'm on I'm on the way. I've got a 14 hour flight ahead of me on Saturday, and then it's Ooh, and then fun. there's all the stuff you've heard about in the news. We get to quarantine for a couple of days and. Tokyo, there's a couple of rehearsals, uh, and then it's all it's all go for the Olympic Games. Great, and just I just want to clarify your role one more time that you are going to be uh, the hall announcer at an event that has no spectators. That is <laughs> that is what you're doing, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, just wanted to be absolutely sure that I haven't I haven't misunderstood yeah. something here. Yeah, that's that's exactly how it goes. I mean, the, the theory, the thinking goes that the athletes still need to hear an English language voice calling their names. That's the thinking. So, yeah, and as far as I know, the, the Japanese announcer will be there. And in the medal ceremony, there'll also be a French announcer because that's the language of the Olympic Games. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. <laughs> there's no other way of putting <laughs> oh, it, really. Well, sorry, there's, there's a quick question in that case. Uh, for announcing during the competition, mm-hmm. you, yep. some Japanese person, mm-hmm. French guy get a, a word in at that or, no, or not? Just for the medal ceremony. No, just for the presentation? Yeah. How, how very weird. Yeah, I, well, it's, that's just how it is. Uh, we spoke about it uh, again last week, and that, as far as I know, that's the, that's the plan. There is no French announcer at the at the venue, just for the medal ceremony because it's part of the official sort of program. That really has got to be an ev- even easier gig than your one. Well, <laughs> everyone seems to think that I'm just going to kick back, drink beer, and watch the fencing. Uh, it's not quite like that. You know, it's just not. It's not quite like that. There is a bit more to it than that. Well, there's a limit on the number of beers. There is no beer for a start. <laughs> there's no beer. What? Yeah, I mean, Tok- Tokyo's under lockdown. Well, it's not quite lockdown, but it's under a state emergency. All the pubs and restaurants will be shut uh, by the time we finish in the hall. And we're not allowed out, strictly speaking. So if you're in the... They call it the Olympic family, which is quite quite interesting. Um, if you're part of the mm-hmm. Olympic group, basically, you're not allowed out to play at night. So you, you basically, you go back to your room. And that's that's it. And then they fly you back home again at the end of it. Everyone's very nice. I've got to say, everyone's been very nice. And it's been, uh, you know, it's been largely sort of, you know, well-organised and stuff. I've got no complaints about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So so what do you do about, well, things like feeding yourself? Uh, that's still not clear. I'm just going to go to Japan and I'm going to work it out when I'm there. Okay. Um, <laughs> during, of, uh... during, the, during the actual event, though, so once, once we get out of our hotel rooms, there's a staff canteen put on. And that does breakfast, lunch, right. and dinner. So, you know, I'm not going to starve after three days, but I'm not quite sure what I do in the first three days. I think you just have to order from the uh, from the hotel. So you get room service for a, for three days, which is going to murder my credit card. And then just deal with the staff canteen after that. And because I've been to Japan now before, uh, I know that, that 
when I see staff canteen, I mean that quite pleasantly because the food is <laughs> the food is actually really nice in Japan. You know, if you want to go to a, a mall and have some uh, supermarket food, I, I highly recommend it in Japan. It's very nice. So I'm quite looking forward to the. I've, I've been given the schedule of food and stuff. I'm quite looking forward to my meal. It's really important stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's good. good, good. Well, I mean, I, I, it's clear. Obviously, I can barely express how envious I am, even though um, you know you do sound a bit eor like when. Describing how terrible it is to be paid to go and watch a, an, an event that most people would uh, actually yeah. pay out an enormous amount of money to have I, any involvement with whatsoever. I mean, so, um, I'm only going to be locked for 14 hours in a large metal metal tube with a bunch of plea carrying person people, and then I there's, mean, I'll a, there's take a small. It. If you don't want to go, I'll take it instead. I mean, there is. I mean, I am vaccinated, but there is a still a danger of death when you turn up at the venue and catch, you know, whatever the plague that's going around is. Mind you, having that that being said, I don't want to get all political about this. You know, by the time I come back home, I'm expecting this place, the UK, to be absolutely hoaching with COVID. So I don't know if I want to come back from Japan. If I wasn't having a family here, I'd probably just stay there. <laughs> yeah, until <laughs> it uh, finally all blows over, as I'm, you know, sure it'll do in no time at all. I've seen that bit on. Uh, which one was it? I think it's uh, Life of it's not Life of Brian. It's uh, the Holy Grail. Bring out your dead. Bring out your dead. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm expecting to come back dead? to in the UK. I'm yeah. not dead yet. Boris yeah. says you're yeah. dead. Yeah, that could, that could be uh, that could be Edinburgh when you when you get back in a few weeks' time. That's right. Anyway, so enough uh, enough doom and gloom and uh, me me being envious. Uh, and let's let's play a game. <laughs> as we Ooh. do before World Championships that's the spirit Kate that's what I like to hear so um, we've done this sort of thing before with uh, varying amounts of effectiveness Gav's frequently forgotten how to how to do it or um, <laughs> not understood the rules so I've kept it as simple as possible <laughs> for this one uh, really just to give us a focus when when talking about um, what's coming up and who, who we think is going to win and uh, who else might get a mention so here are the rules of the game you get to pick one fencer from the top 10 in the world rankings and one fencer from outside the top 10 and one team in each weapon. If your fencer or team wins, you get three points. Silver, two. Bronze, one. Anything else? Nothing at all, because it's all about the medals at the Olympics. That's how it works. So if you have a, an Absolute blinder. All your all your selections come off. You could have a grand total of oh, loads. 48, I think. Is this going to be like cryptocurrency? <laughs> You're going to be absolutely ruling and podcast points, but you can't spend them. Yeah, um, we need to find out some, you need to think about some sort of reward. Yeah. Um, yeah, I th- I'll think of something. <laughs> Depends how it goes, obviously. I mean, if I win, it'll be something really extravagant. If not, yeah. Aha, who cares? Something. <laughs> a fencing yeah. wizard's hat. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, that's that's a lot more valuable than you're making it sound, Kate. I get um I get my I get my uniform given to me by the Olympic Games, after which I have to wear all the Ooh. time. And that includes uh-huh. a hat which I'm not going to wear. So I am willing to <laughs> donate that to the cause. So Yeah, you're gonna get goodies. <sighs> Yeah, yeah of course. Oh, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, baseball yeah. Cap. I'm not sure I'm going to wear it. I'm not really a baseball cap kind of guy. If it's small enough, I'll give it to my daughter. But, like, pff, no. Not for me. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, I'll, I'll quiz you later on the goodies that you've uh, you've got. I've, that's, that's quite intriguing, actually. But, yeah. Anyway, let's get on to actually talking about some fencing. So, start with start with women's epi. Gav, you're our epi eagle. Yeah, do you know what? We were just talking about this before we started. And Olympic Games is a bit of a funny event because you look at it and some of the names that you kind of expect to see, they're not there. And I had a look at the names that are going to be there and I thought, oh, who's going to win this one? I nearly went I nearly went for Pepescu at number one because I do actually really like the way that she fences. But I decided to go for a, I decided to go for an outsider and I'm going to go for Choi instead. Okay. Not at all, though. Sider, what, she's sort of fifth or something? Uh, in the rankings, fourth or fifth, there? I can't remember now. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. She's not, of course she's not. She's in the top ten. But in terms yeah. of it, I think <laughs> there, there isn't a Japanese entrant. Um, I've just got... No, nah, I'm going for a Kareen on this one, so I'm going to go for Choi in the top ten. Okay, doke. And you're one from outside the top ten? Yeah, a, a bit of chin-stroking this one, but I went for Zhu of uh, China. And for the teams? Uh, Poland. Okay. Number two in the world. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I keep, I keep kind of forgetting. Yeah, that, number two in the world, and they were rock solid before. That's the one I did remember. They were rock solid just before everything was switched off, and their team looks very strong. If you look at them as a team, mm-hmm. they look quite strong. So I went bullet. Okay, good call. Okay, always look forward to hearing your your thoughts on on Epi. <laughs> He's good on Insta. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I could pick them, and they've not actually been selected. Yeah, great. I'm actually quite looking forward to this because Gav's done this in the past and I mocked him absolutely mercilessly. <laughs> uh, so it could be your turn. Okay. I've picked Mulhausen. Current, yep. cha- current Olympic champion. Going? Yep, that was... She, she is indeed, yeah. That was my uh, That was my criteria. That was it. Mm-hmm. And Leahis. Leahis? Leahis. Ah, yeah, yeah. Good choice. Leahis of Estonia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Solid yeah. choice. Solid, solid picks. Are they going? Who knows? They really are. Yeah, yeah, you've done well there. Um, uh, now, now pick a team. Now, this is tricky because it's only going to be. Well, I also uh, picked Poland, eight, eight so I'm going to have to change Poland this. Well. Oh my! Do I? Can I keep it? No, no, no. Let's go for it. I mean, because we're we're coming into this play, and nobody's seen. You know, we're not we're not copying each other's answers. Uh, well, unless you've actually just been waiting to hear what no, Gaffer no, no, to I say. Have, but, I, uh, <laughs> I've got it written down. I just, just realised everything. I, I think I misspoke. Man, I go. Mulhausen's the world champion, isn't she? She's not the Olympic. She is. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's absolutely. The world yeah. champion. She is the world. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Sean. Okay. I've actually watched Defence as well. There you go. Mm, of course. Virtually from Peace Side. Mm-hmm. I've got a picture of you at the right. Peace Side. Right. Okay. <laughs> it, it's in a safe in case you ever betray me, so I can give it to your silver <laughs> pals and me with street cred. Again, far more value than an Olympic hat. Yeah. Right, Sean. Who have you picked? I'm. I'm dying to know. Okay, um, I'm going to go Chinese heavy. I'm going for uh, Sun Yuen to win the individual. She was my number two choice. Uh, yeah, I've gone uh, Violeta Kolobova of Russia uh, as my one outside the top ten. Mm. And I'm going for China to, to win the team event. Okay. Um, yeah, I think uh, Chinese investment in uh, epi coaching expertise is, is going to pay off big style in the, in the women's epi with uh, certainly an individual medal. And uh, and team gold. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I nearly went I nearly went for Sun as well, but I kind of guess you would. And I thought I can't pick the same no. one as you. And then I couldn't pick the ones around the belt. I was like, I don't really fancy them. And Pavelski too obvious, you know. Right. So I overthought uh, so it. Why, maybe why went was so predictable? Why did sorry? Why did you think? Why did you think I would pick? Uh, I just did soon then because we we had okay. a podcast and we were talking about this about how she's reinvented herself and is now looking like hmm. uh, the epic that she probably could always have been much more exciting much yeah. more interesting rather than the boring jab fest she was for years now she's actually yeah. quite an interesting fencer to watch so I nearly picked Sun as well but I think that might have been boring so I guess that you would so I pick someone else <laughs> I thought I would go for the boring choice thanks Gav <laughs> <laughs> you never disappoint you yeah well except apart from there where I disappoint just by coming up with a boring and obvious choice alright moving swiftly on from how uh, how predictable I am Men's saber time. Um, Kate, me, lead us out as your. Uh... I actually I thought long and hard about this one. Obviously, Tricky, and I'm gonna go for drumroll, please. Um, mm. O for inside the top ten, and Samelli. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, right. I watched him fence. Um, I think it was either the, I think the Italians had a national competition, mm-hmm. and he fenced Curatoli. An offence. I saw Kyoto offence. Uh, oh, I cannot remember his name. I think he's just out of juniors, or he's just a, just turned a senior. And Kyoto looked the stronger fencer. And then I watched Samelli fence Kyoto, and Kyoto mm-hmm. just looked like a junior against him. So, right. It looked like Samelli was just having too much fun when he was fencing him as well. <laughs> right. All right. Okay. Interesting. And for the teams. Teams. What did I write? I wrote Korea. Men's Saber boy band. Yep. <laughs> Stay for some K-pop action. Yeah, yeah. K-Saber, as Sydney K-Saber. Saber calls it. Okay. K-Saber. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a good, it's a good name for it. Um, yeah, for a country that has a sort of very identifiable style. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good to have a, a good nickname for it like that. Um, all right, so my choice is I'm going for the alternative uh, view on who's going to win out of the two likeliest. I'm going to go uh, Salagi uh, to, to go for the to go for the three-peat. Uh, but I'm going Korean heavy after that. Uh, I'm going to have Kim Jong-wan as my one from mm. 
outside the top 10 um, and career to win the team as well. Nice. Predictable choices, as Gav would say, no doubt. Um, uh, right. But but not entirely not entirely stable peasant material. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, like, I'm going to sound really, I think we're all going to sound like a broken record here, actually. I picked O in the top 10 as well. I nearly picked Zalagi. I like the romance of it being like a triple bill. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know when the last time anyone would have won an Olympic triple bill. Has anyone ever done that? Uh, they will have done, but they've been back yeah, in like hundreds, hundreds of years ago or something. You know. So I don't. I don't know. So anyway, I, I just picked. Oh, I thought it doesn't seem likely to me because it doesn't happen very often. Uh, mm-hmm. out, out of my ten, uh, there were so many. I nearly picked Abedini just for just for the giggles. Uh, mm-hmm. But I uh, I ended up lumping for Satmari. I just went for Satmari. And then okay. after, yeah, I mean, it does happen now and again for him. So yeah, it's, uh, it's and then the team I went for Korea. I want, I want, the, I want the K band. Yeah. <laughs> it's in case we're going on. I don't know what their dance moves are, and their nice hairdos. Uh, they'll be very athletic. That's the one thing you can be sure yes, of. That's right. Definitely some splits in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, we're looking at yeah a lot of a lot of Korean uh, action in there. Yeah, I think for the individual, I mean. I think the expectation is it's either O or Salagi. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually probably a bit harsh on other people. Um, well, even even me, like a genuine Sabre peasant, looking at the top 10 and going, and then looking at the side of the top 10 and I was going, oh God, some of those guys are, are pretty hard. I mean, it was, in the mid- it was tough. I didn't look at it. I didn't pick Kim. I thought Kim would be a good choice as well. There was a couple others in there. Uh, and then even in the top 10, I was just looking at it going, you know, any of those guys are going to be on the day are going to be able to do it. But as you see, it's oh, it's the, the O-slaggy uh, face-off at the moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think any of the picks will be interesting because it's not like any Olympics where they've had, you've been able to see them competing right up to yep. the day or training even. There's that big gap of like, everything's been a bit behind curtains as well. Yeah. Like, oh, what are they doing? What's this team doing? <laughs> That's- yeah, that's right. I mean, some some are more visible than others, obviously. But uh, yeah, with the with the lack of recent competitions and um, some some countries becoming sort of a, a bit more secretive in the run up to the Olympics, mm-hmm. yeah, it's harder than usual to know if uh, your kind of preconceived ideas of who's likely to be stronger are realistic or not. Strange times. Anyway, women's foil. You can start, Sean. Go on, Sean. Thanks. Well, it's an obvious obvious choice of where to. Where to bet your house? Uh, you know, Derigazova to to take the win. I mean, there are conceivably others, but she. Did, I mean, we said it before. She wins. She wins more than she doesn't. So yeah, you might get Lisa Volpe having a good day, Lee Kiefer having a good day, Arigo having a good day. But um, yeah, if you're going to bet your house on on any single fencer uh, winning winning gold, Derigazova would be where you put your money. Outside the top 10, I'm going to go for uh, Martina Bettini. So sort of returned to the Italian team a couple of years ago after a, after a maternity break. And uh, yeah, one of those fencers that uh, having a good day, you can definitely see her, her taking a medal. And for the teams, um, I'm going Russia. Um, Italy might have stood a chance, but uh, the absence of Elisa Di Francesca quite significantly kind of weakens their their prospects um it means that Bettini will you know fencing an individual good fencer could have a very good day but not a light light replacement for uh for De Francesca so uh Russia have the the sort of depth for me to to take the gold so they are my women's foil picks who's next so Gav me hit us with it okay uh I stuck to my guns uh I couldn't pick there goes over it's the too, it was too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> I did I did I did write the Derek goes over down when I was looking at this, and then I went, do you know what? That's so boring. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. Right, so I'm I'm gonna, I'm just going to go for my my usual my my, my usual favourite outside of that group. I nearly went for Thibu as well, actually, but um, mm-hmm. I went for Kiefer. Uh, I just yeah, I just because I think on a good day, obviously it's a small crowd. Kiefer could just power through them. Um, won't really know till the day, but you know we'll just see what happens there. Uh, outside women's um, foil. I mean, a, a Kiefer win would make me happier than a Derigazova win. I'll say. Yeah, that. totally right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm just like I could pick. It, I could do it. You cynically pick Derigazova, but uh, no, 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 no. I stuck to my stuck to my guns on that one. Kiefer for the win. Uh, do, you, do you not play game, games, Gav, or do you not play games where the objective is to try and win? 
No, I do. I do. I do do pay them a lot. I mean, I even try and beat my daughter, who's four, at Snakes and Ladders. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just about aging it at the moment, or is it? Yeah, yeah. I think. I think. I think. no, no, I think I've won yeah. more than I've lost. I think it's, it's fine. I understand the rules better. Like over the lifetime or just this <laughs> set of games? Yeah, since you, since you started playing when she was one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for my outside got, of top ten. We've got a spreadsheet 10. on it anyway. Yeah, well, you know I've got a spreadsheet, right? Uh, <laughs> and, and I've analysed how to spin the dice properly so that I get sixes more often than not. Um <laughs> Right, okay. Um and my outside I've went I've really went for a wild card. Okay. I've really gone for a wild card on the on the, on the outside. I went for Gyo. Thirteen okay. years old at the Olympics. Well, no, wait a minute, she's not thirteen now, is she? She must be 16. fourteen, fifteen. Sixteen. Fourteen. She might even be fifteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Sixteen Yeah. Oof, right. She's getting old. Yeah. That's okay. So I so again, I mean like I mean I I hate filthy talented youthful people, damn you. Mm. But uh yeah. but seriously, that is an achievement. And I like the romance of her winning, so uh, so I went for that as my outside. And I know it's a true wild card, but I was like, yeah, I'll go for that one. Yeah, I mean, possible. It's the Olympics, Sean. They're, they're just going to come straight out yeah. and either win or lose, right? So it's you don't usually get the sorting hat for the pools or anything like that to, to cushion the blow. So let's mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah, don't, don't for the sort of top guys anyway. But uh, yeah, I mean, I suppose with... Uh, with we have seen her at the World Cadets and Juniors, where she didn't win the Juniors, did win the Cadets, fair enough. So I, th- I think making the jump to an Olympic medal uh, this time around is probably maybe still oh, of a bit. Of course it is. I mean, I'm under no illusions on that at all, but I like the, I like the romance. So I'm, I'm playing the romantic card there. I'm going to go, rather than put my hard-headed stats head on, I was like, no, you know, we're not all about strangling kittens. This time it's going to be, I'm going for the romantic one. Go for the All right, so you're breaking breaking the epi stereotype. That's right. That's good. The guys will beat me up in, in the shower next time they see me. It'll be soap and a sock time, you know. Yeah, and rightly so. Um, and and for the teams, uh, I went for Italy. Okay, I thought I have to have at least one reasonably safe choice, so I'm going to go for Italy. The teams. <sighs> Ooh. You, you, I, I, I heard you, I heard your analysis, and I was like, oh, actually, there's some good points there. But I'm going to go for Italy. Thanks. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I, I- so Gav. Oh, sorry, sorry, Kate. Um, How rude. You know what's really How ironic about that? that is that I have the same choices as Gav. Ah. Ah. See, see, see. But I might change them. I might change it. <laughs> I'm going to keep. I'm going to keep Lee Kiefler. Right. I'm going to change to Ronvier. And then mm. I've got Japan for women's foil because why not? That would be brilliant. I would love to see uh, Japan picking up a medal somewhere. I don't know who they're faced against so it was just a you know i pulled the name out of hat for that one it'll be somebody relatively nasty because they are they're not ranked in the top four but they are uh, a very young team uh and maybe not this time round but paris 2024 definitely wouldn't rule them out yeah. from uh, I, becoming olympic champions there. maybe just a little early now my logic my logic was it's a home team, but then I've thought there's no spectators, and I think having the spectators mm-hmm. would change it. Yeah, I think you're right. But I can't believe I can't believe Gab copied my choices. That's so rude. Gab, <laughs> cheating on disgrace. cheating going That's on here. Yeah, just more a typical. second while I remove the spyware. More typical like... <laughs> It's on pen and paper. I don't understand. <laughs> oh no! What is cameras? I've got cameras in the, in the laptop that I'm watching. What did you not? Did you not hear the drone? Yeah. Uh, okay. So everyone had that now. Mm. <laughs> Who's next? What's next? Uh, men's epi time. So Gav, it's back to you, uh, leading the way on. Okay, your, your predictions for this one. Oh, it's men's epi, right? So it's going to be a complete carve up. So yeah, this is the one where you might just pick names out. Exactly, had. you're going to be as well. But you know, I actually sat down and I had a good think about this one, and I think it's going to be Yamada. He's Japanese. Okay. He's really highly ranked. He was on form before the end. I nearly went for Minobi. But I, th- I decided to go for Yamada. I was watching the, okay. in the last, he made this, I, mean, this, I can't remember exactly what his last position was in the final Japanese national championships before COVID lockdown. Uh, he looked pretty good in that mm. as well. So, because I was watching that online, guys, because it's online now. Um, yeah, so I, I went for Yamada. I, as I say, I nearly went for Minobi, but I'm going for going Minobi. Minobi would have been your proper romantic choice, but... Uh, his form has not been as good recently, so... Uh, yeah off a little bit you're right but yeah so you're mad for the, for the win on that one 
Uh, outside, I went from the kitchen. I just went for a solid choice. He looks like, to me, he okay. looks like the absolutely solid choice outside of the top 10. I think he would, you yeah. know, he's going to be there or thereabouts, I think. Um, battle hardened here, right? Yep. And then for the men's epic, oh God, I really went back and forwards in this one. Uh, and then eventually I just pumped for the French, the French team. I just did. It was the French team or the Italian team, and I went for the French team. And, and the French team's going to be missing Daniel Geraint. But I've got Canon instead, so it's going to be fine. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because you like, if your fallback is Canon, who's I would say is a genuine wild card. If you've got him on your team, uh, yeah, no, excellent. It's, it, I think the French team are a good choice, basically. Plus, also the French Federation would probably give me a, a stern talking to if they ever heard me say anything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Well, I'm I'm looking to redeem myself. Uh, not not in the team event though, with the with the French Federation though. So uh, okay, go for it. All right, I'm going for uh, Yannick Borel for the win. Mm. One from the top okay. ten. Um, yeah, again, I think, I think Borel's uh, not been quite the man he was a couple of years back. But okay, no, it's true. Uh, after he became world champion in what 2017, whenever it was operation on his. Yeah, 2017-2018. Anyway, he had an operation, I think, on his elbow after that and hasn't quite been the same force since, but uh, plenty of opportunity to rest and recover and make sure he's fully fit and uh, and firing for, for Tokyo. So I would I would like to see him win. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, be, so, I'd be happy with that. Not entirely a hard-headed choice with this one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would uh, be happy to, to see Yannick on top of the podium. Uh, outside the top 10, I've gone for Max Heinzer. <laughs> uh, just for the entertainment value. Um, Those energy checks will sell themselves, Sean. Someone's exactly. got to buy the cheese. Yep. He's got to keep his uh, cheese selling profile high, mm-hmm. and uh, the Olympics are just the place to do that. So, uh, yeah, Max. Well, I mean, Max, Max for a win, it's not impossible. No, it's and, not. Uh, Again, at Olympics, if you're going to go mad and win, beat everybody, do it at the Olympics. If you had to pick a fencer that's going to go mad and, and do something. Uh, totally unexpected then then Heinz is probably your, yeah, your man absolutely to I thought and uh, backing up I've gone for Switzerland to win the team oh yeah of course yeah that would be that's another good choice actually because they're so solid as a team there's not that many teams either so yeah actually that's a, that's a good choice as well thank you ah just you see I'm not just I'm not just making it up no no that's fine <laughs> good I'm glad you approve <laughs> Kate again share us with your EPI expertise well I, I I am getting a bit worried now about these cameras or maybe Whoa. I've just got good choices. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can I just, I'm just, You've been hanging around with us I too long. I wrote this down before this podcast started, okay? So I put Burrell and I scribbled out and then put Manobi. And now I'm like, mm, okay. Mm. Now I'm going to keep it. Because no one else picked him. And then I picked Heinze. And then I picked Switzerland. <laughs> Maybe I do know Eddie after all. Maybe, maybe I do. Maybe, maybe you do. Maybe you do. Or I don't, maybe I just that don't red think... light in the middle of the night isn't the smoke alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't think Switzerland will carry the day at the Olympics. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my money down there. I just don't think they will. But there we go. Alrighty. Yeah. That's, um, that's great. I'm uh, absolutely delighted with that. <laughs> <laughs> and I really, uh, I haven't even edited them or anything. That's mm-hmm. getting a bit weird. Okay. Yeah, see, we'd said to you a couple of years ago, seeing the run up to the Olympics, you're going to have pretty informed opinions about who's going to win medals in the men's epi. You'd have gone, don't be ridiculous. (laughs) And yet here you are. (laughs) Well, Uh, well, well done. Yeah, well, well done done all of us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Anyway, uh, moving, moving swiftly on from that. Um, Kate, please return us to normality and tell us what's going to happen in Women's Sabre. Women's Sabre. Now, I hmm, I did... Uh, this one I did actually think about. I, I picked Carlan and I did think about it for a long time. And I... Yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm still not sure about my choice, but I've picked Carlan and I've written it down and I'm not going to change it anymore. If she doesn't get it, I'll be like, oh, okay. And, oh, I don't know. Okay, I put Carlin. No, I'm still thinking about it. I'm still umming and ahhing about it. It's one of those. It's one of those. She's been so close for so long. You know what I mean? So this would be what a fourth Olympics for her or something. Yeah. She's individual medal at least twice. 
I'm not seeing it as a now or never moment for her, do you think? No, no, I think she's definitely got no. more Olympics in her for sure. Yeah. Anyway, okay, before I start. But I think, I think it, from this point, I mean, because she must be 30 somewhere about yeah, I there. Think she, yeah, I think she's 30. 30? I think she's. T- Ancient. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, for women's saber, you know, it doesn't generally get easier yeah, when she you is, turn 30. She is 30. Bang on 30. Mm. There you go. Lucky guess for me. So, yeah, so it's not quite now or never, you're right. And but... she's a great athlete as well. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm still going. I'm going to yeah. keep it. But anyway, you reckon? Yeah. This is, this is her time. Um, uh, and who, who, who were you debating Carlanne against? Felicia, presumably. Um, what are the ones I was thinking of? I don't actually know who I wasn't. Who else I was thinking of? I was just sort of humming and ahhing over it. I didn't really consider yeah. anyone else. Anyway. Yeah. So, so Carlan, and if not Carlan, could it be somebody other? Else? Yeah. I really want Carlan to win. I think that's what I've gone with. I think more. Yeah. Less likely who's going to win more than I want them to win. That's how I've picked most of them, to be honest. Um, right. And outside, I didn't realise you were such a big fan of the Swiss men's deputy team. That's great. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I just, I, well, going back to men's deputy, I just think they're the most random team. So the most likely to do the randomest thing. I think that's what you need at the okay. Olympics. Um, oh, yeah. And outside of the top 10 for women's day, but I've picked Berdo. Because I'd like to see Berdo on the podium, actually. Yep. And okay. I have picked France for the team event. Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Gav, hit us with it. I went for Caroline. Uh-huh. Bird okay. there. <laughs> <laughs> and Russia. Ooh. Oh. Okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't, okay. I didn't uh, see I didn't quite see I did I, I did do France, Russia, and I did do it like that. Uh, Russia like that. <laughs> so it could have been France, but the, the coin toss went the wrong way basically. Okay. So I just opted for Russia just to break just to break the curse, Kate. You know, who's looking <laughs> over whose shoulder now? Just, just saying, like, right. Sean, <laughs> Carlan, okay, Murder. Well, no, I've not gone Carla. Oh. Um, th- this is one where I've gone more with who I would like to win. Yeah. Um, and, and I have said this before that um, I really enjoy watching the the French women's sabras in action. Um, they have a kind of sense of. Um, playfulness about their fencing which I really enjoy which uh, I'm sure it does exist elsewhere but it's kind of most obvious in the French team so my picks are uh, Manon Bruni to win mm-hmm. uh, Cecilia Berder uh, everybody's choice outside the top 10 and uh, and France so this is this is my attempt to ingratiate myself with the French Federation uh, get invited back to do commentary at the CIP <laughs> and uh, uh, the uh, whatever the AP one is um, we should, we should. And there's a women's there was a women's saber one as well, which I, I don't really want to do commentary for, but you know, I'd be quite interested in going if the French Federation want to invite me. So, uh, so there we have it: France to dominate women's saber. I mean, if, my expert if opinion. If you really wanted to make the French Federation like you, you should have done it yesterday on the 14th of July. Oh, of course! Oh, oh, that's a missed opportunity. <laughs> oh. But they don't know that. So on the day of recording, 14th of July. Wink, wink. Exactly. I'm sure we can carefully edit this to make it sound uh, even more Vive la France than it already is. Yeah, so go me. So that's, um, <laughs> I, I, as I say, this is a, a less expert choice, although I don't think any of my choices are entirely unreasonable. But, uh, but I, I think that when we're talking about the podcast, we just, we know what names come up regularly as well. Mm, yeah. I mean, I did feel that uh, for Women's Sabre, you like this one, Carlin or Velikia, uh, neither won Olympic gold yet, which seems a bit of an omission in pretty stellar careers for, for both of them, but kind of next on the list and, and the one that I would, uh, as I say, probably most like to see win is Manon Bruni. So, um, yeah, so all, all French for me for the for the women's saber side. Which brings us to our final and most important event, uh, men's foil. So I'm going to go for uh, Garrett Meinhardt from inside the top 10. Uh, the man in form, uh, a fencer who in the past I've extensively kind of criticised for for not winning often enough, uh, has thoroughly got a taste for it and um, showing 
I mean, he was, he was totally ruthless in Doha in the one uh, Grand Prix that we had uh, when fencing resumed and looked outstandingly good there. I, I know that's actually kind of nearly three months ago now, but uh, yeah, he looked great and uh, yeah, a stylish and exciting fencer to watch. So I'd be I would be happy to see him win. My let's say the top ten choice is yeah, a fencer who. On his day, looks absolutely incredible. Has had a recent win, uh, and that's Carlos uh, Yavador of uh, Spain. And I've gone safe and predictable for the teams. It's going, it's going to be USA. Uh, they've been so dominant over this uh, Olympic cycle. It would be um, I'd be really disappointed for them if they didn't actually take gold because they have been so much ahead of everyone else. But uh, if the the ultimate prize kind of escaped them at the at the last step, that would be uh, well. See how it pans out. A hint, hint of injustice about it: the strongest team doesn't win. I know that's not how how sport works, but uh, yeah, they're, they're a smart, adaptable, largely likable team of tremendous fencers, and I'd like to see them win gold. So um, yeah, those are my picks for men's foil. I did think about Fukuni as well as my one from the top ten, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, Garrick's been so good over the last wee while that. That's uh, something I'm putting my money on. So, Kate. Okay. I have picked for um, men's foil, I've picked Enzo Lafort, purely because he has the coolest name. He does, yeah, that's true. Yeah. His name means the strong, so how can you not pick him? Um, I've picked Marcus Mepstead, our only British fencer. And yeah, I did think about going for the patriotic choice. Yeah, but, I went for patriotic uh, because I didn't know any others. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went, mean, yeah, I'm supporting the British team. Uh, and I also went for the uh, Team USA because I think they've, yeah, I think I'd be really disappointed seeing their performance. Why am I talking about men's foil performance? Like, I know what I'm talking about. But, no. <laughs> Not angry, so, Katie. Convinced yeah, I was yeah, disappointed. Yeah, I was really well, wasn't I? No, trajectory-wise, yeah. Saying all the right that, that, that's the line you got, Kate. Kate that's the line you got to take. Yeah. You're not yeah. angry. You're just disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Well, Kate. I mean, it's good that you've been studying this sort of things because it's important if we're going to do this well that you spend that time on task. <laughs> Another one. Nice one. Yeah. Nice one. That's 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 the one doing the rounds at the moment where uh, where I am. Yeah. Time on task. Mm-hmm. It's all about that. So yeah. Well done, <laughs> Gav. What have you been spending your time doing? Well, I'm, I'm kind of foil? well. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of between the two of you. Uh, so my number, my, my first choice, the top ten, I went for Meinhardt, mm-hmm. which you might be surprising because obviously I like Fukuni a lot. It was between yeah, Fukuni and Meinhardt, yeah. but I decided that Meinhardt, yeah, like I, for exactly the same reasons as you, he's looking hot, winning everything. Yeah, just go for Meinhardt. Uh, I went for the patriotic choices. My out of the top ten, went for went for Marcus. Uh, just. Seemed like a he was number two. There were last World Championships, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, you know how patriotic I am whenever the the flag comes up. So yeah, Marcus. Well, yeah, I mean, when when you two have been uh, talking about picking picking Marcus as your uh, as your choices, I will of course play the national anthem uh, under underneath <laughs> that bit because I know how much you enjoy that, Gav. There's what a single tear now, just you know. <laughs> I, can, I can see it on the Zoom. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, it's... I actually think what the national anthem was there for a second. <laughs> Good, correct <laughs> answer, correct answer. Um, and then uh, for the team, I went for USA as well. I mean, is there another choice? So yeah, well, I mean, I did think about um, Italy throwing a slight curveball and, and going for France. Italy is one of those ones where it is a you know team of Italian all stars. Um, but they barely won anything in this Olympic Olympic cycle. Um, whereas France looked like a team that, with the introduction of Maxime Poti, has got a sort of proper surprise element about it. So that I would say they were uh, the team most likely to, to spoil the USA's uh, march to glory, rather yeah. than Italy, which is in some ways a more a more obvious choice when you look at the individuals that are in it. Um, I'm hoping the French Federation don't like beat me over the head when they next see me but I just don't now that now Oran's not in the team I'm just not convinced that they're going to have enough oomph to get them over the line again I mean that I just no yeah, not, well, yeah you've, you've got to remember that uh, things are slightly different now at the Olympics that your reserve can be 
uh, subbed on, but then not have to fence for the for the rest of the day. So you can sub fences on and off. It's a, a mm-hmm. proper team of four. Whereas previously you had your starting three, if you subbed somebody in, yeah. um, the person that had, had been subbed out was off for the rest of the day. Yeah. So you have to be really cautious about making your substitutions because there was no changing your mind in a in a subsequent match. Whereas now they could at the start of the day go, right, Arwan, you're you're here for the teams. You have been our our finisher for the well forever. Um, and you you keep that job, and either Potia or I think more likely probably Mertin would uh, would go on the bench. Mm-hmm. I may be wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah. If you're not gonna if you're not gonna pitch one into the into the individual event, but you have him there for the teams, then yeah, true. Uh, I just c- again continue to do the the sort of uh, uh, amazing finishers job that he's done for France for for years. Uh, that's fair, but I I just don't think I still don't, just don't think they're gonna have it. I just that's what I think. Kate, what do you think? I agree. I, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna continue your fine run of form there. Nope. <laughs> I've run out. Uh, I've used my buzzwords now, so I can't really Oh and the other interesting thing I was gonna mention in men's foil, amongst so many other interesting bits about men's foil, is the the team that's been picked for Russia as well is the the baby men's foil team that we've we've seen getting a run out mm. uh, comparatively recently. Uh, so Kirill and Anton Brodachev and uh, I can't remember his first name uh, Milnikov are your three fencing in the individual. They're all twenty one, I think. So the more familiar Russian names, Timur Safin, uh, bronze medalist at the last Olympics, is the reserve. Uh, Alexei Cherimisinov, former world champion, not going. Dmitry Zarebchenko, world champion in 2017, bronze medalist in 2019, not even close. Yeah, they've uh, binned off of the old guys and said our our team of team of kids are either going to be superstars this time round or will be in three years' time. And uh, you oldies can uh, can take a hike. So um, yeah, surprising. I mean, I know there was kind of uh, talk of it, and you know the kids got a, a run at uh, quite a few of the World Cups before the break. But I just kind of wasn't totally convinced that they would they would go through with it and actually pick such a, a young team when they've got. Uh, but, it was, so but it was a successful sort of team. Better, better I mean, it, it was a reasonably successful team for a bunch of yes. for a bunch of horrifically talented youth. Um, they were actually quite good. I mean, like, I, I imagine that you're subbing off the likes of Safin and Cheremisinov and replacing them with Brod- the Brodachevs and uh, Milnikov. Imagine, imagine that. Imagine how horrible that must be for the Russians. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it just it, it did come as a surprise that uh, none of your none of your three individuals from uh, from the last Olympics are have made it for the Russian team next time mm. next Olympics round. Um, yeah, all right. One one retirement out of that uh, that lot, but still, it's a a proper clear out. Well, is it? So that was yeah, that was it. The other bit of news could go either way. You know, it could be really successful because they're different from the previous teams and doing st- strange things. People aren't used to them, or they're just going to get yeah, not yeah, beaten up. I couldn't think of a nice way of putting it. <laughs> uh, beaten up like a bunch of little kids. Uh, is that what you were trying to no, say? No, I was going to say. Uh, can I say asses handed oh, to them, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's allowed to say. Okay, it's not the 80s now. You can't say these things. Uh, yeah. Horrible things to uh, say. What are you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to keep it yeah. PG. <laughs> I never swear yeah, on this that podcast. Was a, that was a struggle, clearly. Uh, yeah, we generally do quite well in that, considering how foul mouth we usually are in real life. Um Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Anyway, enough of me talking about men's foil. Uh, plenty of time for that in a in a few weeks' time. So, yeah, there's our predictions. <laughs> a lot in common, kind of suspiciously and unnervingly so. I don't know. Maybe suggest we need to go and hang out with more, <laughs> more interesting people than each other. <laughs> it's weird that I'm getting the same epi predictions. Yeah, that's really... I, I would actually worry about either, that. Either we've trained you well, Padawan, or we're just terrible. Like, we don't know what we're talking about either. It's one of the or two. Or epi's just about lucky guesses. But why would you pick the same as us then? You may as well have put it on <laughs> yeah. the board and then thrown darts uh-huh. at it, you know. I mean, Epi is just the Epi is basically lucky guesses, though. I mean, certainly the Olympics is particularly bad for that, producing results that you you could never have seen coming. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure there'll be a bit of that, especially especially this time round with the, the sort of circumstances of uh, 
huge gaps in the competitive calendar and nobody really quite knowing what's going on um, in the run-up to it. So, yeah. I'm just excited to win something. Interesting. I want to get some points. It's all about the points. <laughs> all about the points. Lack of competitions <laughs> has made me highly competitive in, in strange <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're coming around to give Gav's daughter a thrashing of snakes and ladders. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I started playing, um, my, I taught my niece dominoes. She's only three and I got really annoyed that she beat me. <laughs> what, she oh, can't dear. even count and she's beating you. Oh my word. Yeah. No, she's good. She's good at it. That's really, yeah. I was proud mm-hmm. of her, of but I was is. just like, aww. You know, you know, you, you know you're going to lose though when your kids are tutting when you make a move. You, know, you put your domino down and they go like that we've never done that yeah amateur play there well she commentates as well throughout it really puts you off she's like Auntie Kate's put a three and a two okay stop it <laughs> oh dear oh, okay this is all very bad right so um, Olympics coming up we need uh, Kate tell us tell us when stuff's happening I'll tell you <laughs> right that's the sound of a bit of paper opening ceremony because I love a good opening ceremony. It's going to be a bit weird with no spectators, but we shall see. Hold, hold, stop a second, stop a second. It's not, not actually, stop. It's not actually true that there won't be spectators for every event. There will be some spectating. Okay. okay. But it won't be like ticketed members of the public though. Uh, well, it'll be ticketed. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to work, but it was. I believe that in the open air events, there will be some spectating. Okay. Now that means I think that this I like don't quote me on this because I've not heard anything about this, but um, the the uh, that mean, the, the ceremony is usually open air, right? I, I think there'll be spectators of that, but it won't be a full stadium. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to be any of that sort of thing. So, so I mean, athletic stadium is massive. It holds about well, would have held about eighty thousand people or something. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, th- but that that's that's what I heard was that the, at some of the open air events there will actually be. If people want to go, there will be some spectating. Yeah, just I, not very many. Right. I was wondering this because I thought um, friends with a lot of people who aren't going to Olympics, but they're going as training partners. Do they get mm-hmm. to they all, do they get counted as athletes in the opening ceremony, or do they get to be spectators? No, neither. No, one, no. Yeah. So they. Oh, okay. I think it, I think if you go as a sparring partner, you don't actually get to go into the Olympic Village. You well, don't get to go into the actual venue. You get to go to the. Sort of training camp, yeah. the holding camp, but not. Mm. Uh, Is that right? Because it not did, after that. But I'll because keep you athlete- posted on it because my friends. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm not um, sure about that, Sean. I, I've got to say, I'm not sure about that. If you're a sparring partner, you, surely you have to be in the bubble, uh, and you won't be allowed out of it during your time there. So you have to go, and you'll be under the same whatever the regime is that the athletes are going through you'd be under the same regime as them you'd, but you won't be allowed into the the, the the hall so if you're a fencer you're not allowed into the fencing hall and you're not allowed to go to any other venue either um, so you're going to go to basically you'd be in the Olympic Village and the, the training hall and that's your lot as far as I can tell okay but they don't actually the, the fencers they don't actually spend that much time in the village I don't think you, or whatever they're training your, you know that, that yeah, yeah so it, you're, you're holding camp uh, I can't remember where Marcus is going for his one but you know, I've seen posts of the uh, French team you know, who flew out yesterday the day before training at their outside Tokyo uh, holding camp and I think if you're if you're going to one of those camps as a as a sparring partner mm-hmm. you know a non non-competitor that's that's as far as you get that's it yeah I don't think you get yeah. I think so yeah so maybe, maybe, you, maybe you won't get to Olympic uh, that's right you won't get to the yeah. village in that case you you get to go to yeah. the camp and that's your lot yeah and then you yeah. get fit sent o- home almost in, in touching in touching distance distance of the Olympics yeah, and then you, you smell it sent home again yeah yeah <laughs> it's, well it's, a, it's still a fencing hole so yeah you almost certainly can <laughs> okay so the opening okay, ceremony okay so sorry Kate, yeah the opening ceremony is the Friday, 23rd of July in Tokyo Stadium and it is at 8 o'clock Tokyo time. So that's midday to... uh, Yeah, so it's 8 o'clock to 11 o'clock Tokyo, Japan time and midday to 3pm UK time. Oh, uh, not the other way around. Midnight to 3am. No, not from what I'm reading. But it's it's definitely in... Friday, 23rd of July. Let me think about I'm trying to... Yes. Okay, anyway. Uh, Japan is eight hours ahead. That's right, because I was on a... When I I was speaking to them at 6pm 
Japan time, it was something like 10 o'clock in the morning here. That sounds mm-hmm. about right, doesn't it? I'm going to agree so with you. So what time did you say it was? So what time did you say it was? Eight o'clock. Japan time. Right. Uh-huh. Yep. Which is midday. Oh, yeah. Sorry. UK time. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll stop talking now. <laughs> I was thinking of the times when the fencing on, was on. Yep. So that starts yeah. first thing in the morning. Uh, which is going to be a time, murder means, for you guys, honestly. Which means if I want to watch it from the start, I'm, I'm getting up at midnight after two hours sleep or something if I'm lucky exactly. to watch to watch men's foil all the way through. Okay, yeah. and that's the Tokyo Stadium in Tokyo. Saturday 24th is Women's Epi at 9 o'clock Japan time and Men's Sabre is at 9.30 and that's all the fencing is at the Makuhari Messe Hall mm-hmm. which is in Chibi City which is 30 kilometres outside of Tokyo. Yes, I've done my research. Uh, Sunday, 25th of July, you have Women's Foil at 9 o'clock in the morning, Men's Epe at 9.30. Monday, 26th of July, Women's Sabre, 9 o'clock in the morning, Men's Foil, 9.25. I have an issue with this because the only reason you do Sabre is because you're like a lion. So why is Foil Hmm. after Sabre? Who knows? Anyway. So it's only half an hour. Yeah. 25 minutes. Um, And then we have straight, that's all the individual events. 27th, that's the Tuesday, we have Women's Epe team event. Kickoff is 11.25 a.m. Wednesday, 28th of July, is Men's Sabre team, 10 a.m. kickoff. Thursday, the 29th, is Women's Foil team event, 10 to 11 in the morning. Friday the 30th of July is Men's Epe starting at 10 o'clock in the morning. Saturday the 31st of July is Women's Sabre Team at 10 o'clock in the morning. And the last event is Sunday the 1st of August, Men's Foil starting at 9 o'clock in the morning. I will let you do the conversions of the time yourselves. So yeah. If Early you want any more, that's uh, the Makahari Messi Centre is also where the wrestling and taekwondo is. All right, okay. Yeah. It's quite a nice hall. I'm just going to say that. Um, it's a big box. I'm what's the, what's the what's the piece layout? Is it anything fancy? Uh, or? Well, if it's the same as the test event, it, it's basically just a standard raised plinth, big rectangle. So okay. they're not doing the real layout with the, with the piece. Oh, with the sort of piece at a funny angle, yeah. From Which I, I wasn't... Sort of I wasn't, star shape. I was 50-50 on that, if I'm honest. Um, so it's a much more traditional looking kind of hall layout. So they've got the... the, the it'll be on a plinth with the four piece two and two um, mm-hmm. and then the in the middle will be the finals piece it'll be quite a standard if they've kept it the same way they might have changed it if anybody wants to get a, like a what see what they could have had the I really highly recommend Tokyo Olympiad which is a three hour documentary about the 1964 is it 64 or is it Tokyo, yep. last Tokyo Olympics 1964 uh, so the Tokyo Olympiad is a it's a, it's a three hour long extravaganza about the Olympics it's possibly the best well, certainly the best Olympics documentary I've ever seen. Possibly one of the best. It's the most cinematic film about sport I think I've ever seen. And that's high praise because mm. I've seen some great ones like, you know, We Were Kings and all that kind of stuff are really cinematic. Mm. But um, it's really something. And it's well worth checking out. But it is three hours long. It's quite, you know, sit through the whole thing it, and just let it wash over you. Um, the fencing scene is blinking, you miss it, unfortunately. But it's mm. shot. It's crazy good. You just have to see it. And then keeping your mind, this is the 60s. It's crazy yeah. good. Anyway, so that, that's my recommendation. If you're okay. kind of missing out the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, definitely am. Okay, so that's, that's all the action. So pretty much uh, fencing's on for stop. And then you can relax and watch a bit of athletics and stuff after that. Yeah, Anything thanks. else that we're, we're really looking forward to uh, watching apart from the fence? I quite like an uh, opening ceremony. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of the uh, one of the test events is karate, is it not this year? The karate, I think it is. Skateboarding, it, sport climbing. Uh, what else is it? Is it I might have to double check this. I'm gonna get else on my phone. See, Wi-Fi is it? quicker. <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious to see what these test events will. Um, they're not called test events. That's demonstration events. Right, uh, yeah. Demonstration is it? Uh, yeah. no, there's actually medals involved, so it's not just. Uh, you know, a run, a run for fun to, to see what the skateboarding and sport climbing 
um, actually look like in a in an Olympic environment. I've got friends that play squash that are sort of perpetually disappointed that squash never makes it into the Olympics, and uh, I can kind of see their point. But uh, lots of yeah. sports don't make it into the Olympics, though. You know, and I think all of them are a little bit disappointed. Yeah, it's a kind of a privileged position and uh, certainly one that yeah, you're very aware of. Karate is one of the demonstrations. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. so my memory did, did come through for me for once. Um, good, good. And I'm quite looking forward to seeing that because I think that'd be quite an interesting. It's not a sport that I spent a long time watching. I know it won't be like the Karate Kid, um, but uh, <laughs> I am quite, quite looking forward to seeing something a bit different. I actually yeah. like handball, so that's one of the sports I always mm. look forward to. I really enjoy handball. I'm really not interested in Olympic football or tennis, and I don't really. So you're saying squash should be in? Absolutely, I don't have a problem with that. But I really don't think that football or tennis should be in. The usual reservation about those two sports that that I share actually is that uh, the Olympics isn't the premier event in the Correct. in the sport. Yeah, um, and for that reason alone, they they shouldn't be in. That's right. There, but they're there for you know because they make the sponsors happy. Ah, I mean that's true. That's all true, basically. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think they should be part of um, the Olympics. It's my personal opinion on that one. Oh, and golf, golf as well. That's is golf part of the Olympics? I forgot about that. I hate golf anyway. Yes, it it's like, it's like oh, yeah. it's such a rubbish sport. <laughs> uh. I'm, actually, I'm looking forward to the shooting actually because um, when I went to the the university games, someone that went to my uni was in the shooting and we were like okay well we'll watch the shooting you know and it was actually really interesting it was a really exciting sport to watch it's one of those ones you think eh, it's not that can't be that interesting and that does actually get quite ex- mm-hmm. exciting um so yeah quite ex- i'm looking forward to it also right. um the japanese i'm just looking at this here at the moment the japanese are also having baseball and softball which is the first time they've been in for a while uh, yeah, I think softball was in more more recently. Couldn't tell you the exact date. Uh, baseball, yeah. I think, a bit longer. Yeah, since that's yeah. been the Japanese love been baseball, included. so I'm not surprised at all yeah. that it's in. Three by three basketball. I, I, I don't know what that means. What was that? Sorry. So I say three that again? times three basketball. It's a bit like yeah, three, three, three against three. So rather than usual five aside. Yeah, yeah uh, that's what I was going to say. Five aside. Yeah, yeah. or, or so rugby like sevens, a, something like that. Small, a small number version of of basketball. It's still going to be really tall people taking turns putting a ball in a net. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you can tell Thomas that from me. <laughs> that's that's another sport written off. <laughs> well done, us. Look, you can you, listen. You can put me through hours and hours of basketball before you can put me through ten minutes of cricket. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Gav, ten minutes would be plenty of cricket to to well for you to nod off. So you know you could be there for hours. Yeah, <laughs> Sean, what are you looking forward to seeing apart from fencing? Uh, I'm not sure to be honest um, usually I would have a whole list of things that I was desperate to watch but I think because these games have been spooned and then a lot of uncertainty about them happening at all um, apart from the fencing I'm not really feeling the same kind of buzz about the whole event mm-hmm. that um, I usually would for Olympics so I probably need to spend the next 10 days or so having a, a good look at what else is going on and what I should be getting excited about because you know it's the Olympics there's always going to be loads of stuff to capture your attention mm-hmm. and imagination but I haven't uh, yeah I haven't thrown myself into it with the same enthusiasm that I, I normally would I've occasionally been a bit distracted I suppose but um, yeah I need, to, I need to I need to get my act together <laughs> I would say maybe <laughs> I would also put uh, gymnastics I've always I've always oh, liked yes. watching gymnastics Okay, um, I, I, I like gymnastics too. I always watch that when the Olympics is on. And weightlifting, actually. It's genuinely amazing. Really interesting. Because I, I think we went, I watched okay. I watched the diving, and a lot of times, sometimes we're watching diving, you're like, oh, wow, that was a cool dive. Oh, wow, that was a cool dive. Sorry, did I freeze there by any chance? It looked like I died anyway. Uh, oh, yes, you'd, you'd frozen. I was just, yeah, yeah, no. I, I was just agreeing with Kate. I do like the gymnastics, and I watch that every Olympics. So mm-hmm. that's right. something else I'm looking forward to. I now have trouble watching uh, gymnastics since the whole spate of um, scandals involving uh, mm-hmm. gymnastics, mm-hmm. particularly in the states, and um, it makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable with the whole culture of the sport. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what always always at the back of my mind now when. Uh, I see almost anything about gymnastics, which is a shame. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true. But I mean, we can be there for the athletes in that respect then and respect them what they're what they've been through to get to where they're doing. Anyway, I just yeah. love gymnastics. I love watching it. Irrespective of, it, of anything else. It's it's one of those sports Men's you watch and and it's yeah. just there's no there's very little equipment that they have to use to score points. It's just themselves. And it's sort of that power of what a human body can do. And also the Paralympics as well. I like watching Paralympics. Mm-hmm. Not discounting that either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had yeah, to, I've had um, to explain well, to a few people that there is Paralympic fencing. There's, you know, do, do, we let, do we let people who are less able fence? I was like, well, well yes, of course we do. Um, you know, it, it, it does happen. It's a real thing and it's quite good. So you should watch it. So Yeah, yeah it's really good. And uh, from a selfish British point of view, uh, we've got a couple of guys going uh, that are uh, very real contenders for, mm-hmm. uh, for gold and Dimitri Kucha and Piers, Piers Gillivore. So yep. be interesting to see how those guys go. Yeah. Um, I, I was very lucky. I was down in uh, London doing some training and I had a fight with uh, Gemma for mm-hmm. one of the first times I've ever done wheelchair fencing. And it was it was uh, humbling, maybe. Because it was not humbling yeah. is the right word, but it was like, oh yeah, I know how to fence saber. And then she's like, ba-bam. I was like, Nope, I don't know how to fence saber. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I certainly don't know anything about this. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I fenced a couple of weird wheelchair fences when I was a, uh, you know, relatively young, probably 16 or 17. Uh, a couple of Scottish guys were in the, the British team for, uh, I think it was so, but it might have been Barcelona. Uh, so I, I probably would have been older than that. And just incredibly difficult. <laughs> uh, it makes you realise that uh, the things when you rely you rely on in your fencing um, uh make you not fully appreciate the other parts of the sport that you're not so reliant on to do well yeah. in, the, in able-bodied fencing. Um, yeah, it's got absolutely crushed by these guys. Um, so yeah, Paralympics will be will be something good to look forward to as well. Um, I'm moderately hopeful that we'll have the, the chance to talk uh, before before they get with the fencing yeah. gets going at, at the Paralympics. Um, There's a break the, between the two of them, isn't there? It's like two, three weeks between them or more than that whatever it is so yeah hopefully we should be able to not just do our, our giant summary of uh, what happened in Tokyo for the for the Olympics but to do a, a little bit of preview uh, as best we can I know it's not something we cover at all well regularly but yeah I'd be interested to do a bit of chat before the before the Paralympics about the, the wheelchair fencing there patriotic perspective so, that one. of course <laughs> of course yeah you know what's playing underneath it again don't you <laughs> I've, I mean, like, uh, I remember when I was uh, out in Hungary, and we were all out at the. We we, we stopped fencing for the day. It's always this is just one of those things I always really like talking about. Uh, we, we were all in the jacuzzi mucking around, and the uh, one of the one of the Hungarian uh, wheelchair epius came in, and he sat down next to the he sat down next to the pool, and he took his legs off, and then he jumped into the pool. Well, Jumped, uh, jumped into the pool and then did like 40 laps. <laughs> we, were <all> <laughs> <in there. laughs> we were all sitting in the jacuzzi yeah. doing nothing. <laughs> this, this guy just casually going up and down and up and down and up and down. <laughs> right, okay. Maybe we should do a bit more of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, talking of our, our coverage, uh, we talked a little bit before we started recording about what we're going to do. Um, I know in the past when we at World Championships we've uh, done almost our daily podcast of you know these exciting stuff that happened today, uh, but with us all in different parts of the world, Gav actually being in Tokyo, that's that's not really a, a goer for this one. Plus the time difference, and uh, I think what we're going to go for is either one massive summary highlights program. Um, once you get back from Tokyo and have had the chance to um, actually look at some fencing whether we do it in three parts or one one for each weapon or as I say one one enormous one covering absolutely everything let's not do one enormous one can we split it up please <laughs> okay yeah that'd be cool with that yeah uh, so that's what we're doing so if you're holding your breath for um, our daily summary of what's been happening in Tokyo you're going to be disappointed but hold on because when we uh, we do get our act together and talk about the whole the whole thing it'll be great so I think we're just about done mm-hmm. um so Gav, when do you when do you fly out? Uh, on Saturday. It's a couple of days from now. One more one more COVID test to go. I'll get my brain scraped tomorrow. That's one more. Excellent. You can't have much left. That's uh, nope. <laughs> but worth it. Worth it, I would say. Yep. So um Gav, tell tell our lovely listeners about 
all the social media that we're on. Uh, I mean, if you're going to be in Tokyo, actually, uh, it may be a bit quiet because you usually certainly man the Twitter desk and um, I'm, yeah, wildly variable about posting stuff on, mm-hmm. on Facebook. But yeah, tell them anyway. So we're on Twitter at Fencing Podcast uh, and I man the Twitter desk. I'm always around if anybody wants to send me a message. Uh, you can email us at defensivepodcast at gmail.com and obviously we've got a lovely website um, called at defensivepodcast.com. So we're there. We're also on Facebook. You can get us there as Defensive Podcast. Is there anything that we're not on? We should be on Letterboxd. Have you heard about that? We are on Instagram, but it's bit, we've yeah. become really rubbish at posting anything on Instagram. So Instagram's just if, you, if, you, if, if, you, if you're going to give one a miss, I would say don't bother with I'm Instagram. not wearing a bikini. I don't care what anyone says. Um, um, yeah, no. I mean, that would be something that would definitely stop me from following us on Instagram. Yeah. If only, so, if yeah. you only, please, you were going to be in a really cool fencing venue, you could take pictures of and post. Mm. And if you only, you knew how to use a <laughs> camera as well. I might. Oh my god, we, that's we, clearly outside the mm. skill set. So, so that uh, according to the media rules, I wouldn't be allowed to do that. So uh, I'm afraid it's, oh, it's off the menu. Right. Because you're not an official photographer. Exactly right. I can use them for personal use, but for the promotion of anything else, is off them. Literally, it's not worth it. I'm not doing it. What about a picture of your so, own microphone? Does that count? Just the <laughs> yeah, microphone. Possibly. I would. I would settle for that. Anything to get a feel for what it's like. Well, <laughs> so yeah, I have. My, I will have my camera, so I'm allowed to take pictures for my own personal use, basically. Right. But if it's used for promotion or commercial use, um, apparently they're going to drum out of town. And- yeah, they're going to. Apparently, they're monitoring all the social stuff, so uh, it's not worth it. And I, I, I get where they're coming from. Yeah. So, oh well, so much for that idea. Yeah. Right. Well, there's all the social media. That's all we've got to say about the Olympics for the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll see you all in in a few weeks' time once uh, once the Olympic Games are finally yeah. uh, done and dusted and all the fencing. Encourage, I encourage everyone to play along with the uh, predictions. Well, listeners, well. send us your send us your ones. I'm dying to know what everybody else thinks. Yeah, because we've called we've come up with the same names. So yeah. it would be nice to have an alternative opinion rather than us just being a complete echo chamber of our own thoughts. Well, come on, Italians. We know there's some Italians that we know out there. Come on, Italians. <laughs> yeah, what do you exactly. think? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I think I've only got... Oh, my God, I've only got one Italian name. Oh, yeah, one Italian name on my list. That's okay. You've just been on a hit list now. It's all right. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can never go to Italy again. <laughs> uh, right, enough of this nonsense. Um See you after Tokyo, guys. Have fun. Have fun in Tokyo. Will do. See you guys later. (laughs)